I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. I am super excited to announce that the next cohort of the Collective Mastermind is officially kicking off. And the best part is, is we gave it a makeover. So the new nine-month mastermind is nothing like you have ever experienced before. Because as we say, a life priorities-focused business is the fastest way to multi-six figures. And I'm going to teach you exactly how. So if you aren't familiar with our mastermind, we combine strategy and mindset and then layer on our sought-after community and toolkit. But let's just get real for a second. So in today's business and economy, you have to continue to grow and pivot or you're going to be left behind, period. What makes this different? I have only run my business in a pandemic, a recession, or whatever you want to call our current state. We now have a full team and I have retired myself and my husband in less than three years. And in the last 15 months, we have crossed the half a million mark in revenue. And I did most of this while working full time. I'm not saying this just to throw out numbers. I am saying this to show you that it is possible. This mastermind is not cookie cutter. It is not one size fits all. I actually adapt to you and your goals and provide you with the structure and accountability to scale. And my ultimate goal, again, let's just be real, is for you to make your investment back and more. Unlike other masterminds, if you happen to have mastermind trauma, you actually get access to me directly. As in, I am right here building it with you. You get the power of the group, but the benefit of the one-on-one. So this is a perfect fit for you if you have started a business and are ready to scale to multi-six-figure and seven figures. You are ready to buy back your time and energy. You want to expand your team in a way that makes sense for you and saves time. 
you are ready to have consistent 10K, 20K, 30K months and beyond, and you are really ready to step into that true CEO role. It is time to pivot. It is time to be a part of a community to support you with the expansion, alignment, and profit that you want to make in your business. So I'm going to make this super, super, super easy because my goal is to help you do less better and make more money. Who doesn't want that? Just DM me mastermind and I'll share you the next steps and how to apply. You can also grab the link in the show notes or go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash crush the rush collective. And yes, in case you were curious, all of our famous retreats are included and they also got a makeover too. So just DM me mastermind and I will share the next steps with you or you can go to hollymurrayhaines.com forward slash Crush the Rush Collective. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, I am so honored to have Amy Porterfield on. And guys, this is such a special episode because we actually recorded this episode about her brand new book, Two Weeks Notice, which is all about how to actually put a plan together to leave your corporate job on the very last week of my first year of being a full-time entrepreneur. Like it was just a magical, magical interview. And I hope you guys take that away. But what I really want to talk about as we get into, are you ready to take the leap into full-time entrepreneurship is whose dream do you devote to most of your days? A third of our lives are spent working. And if the truth makes your heart sink because you know you're spending too much precious time helping your company's bottom line, then you are not alone, especially in the economy that we're in right now. So most people have been led to believe that entrepreneurship is only for a chosen few. And what I love about what Amy shares is that we can do whatever our heart desires. We tend to think that the ones with connections, the nest egg, the original ideas could never compete with us. But most people are wrong because building your own business has never been more accessible. And she is the one that is going to teach us some of her behind the scenes tips on what she did to exit her corporate career and how she has grown her business to what it is today. The other thing that I want to share is in the age of collective uncertainty, where 73% of employees are considering leaving their job and only 20% of people are passionate about their jobs, plus the pandemic sort of highlighting all of this, the importance of living on purpose is so, so relevant. And this book is what we need to create massive change. So if you don't know Amy, Amy Porterfield is known for her actionable, fluff-free approach to teaching and philosophy-centered really helping her students with everything behind the scenes and sharing what has proven to work. And Amy, I personally think really stands apart from other educators in this online marketing space. Now, the cool part is this two weeks notice is out now and it isn't just a collection of generalizations and vague business tips or just impractical guidance. For you who I know are listening and know my story, it is the exact opposite. It is a step-by-step blueprint, which we're gonna get into in the conversation to design your life for financial freedom, lifestyle flexibility, and major impact. Even if you have no idea how to get started, and we're going to cover that, 
no advantages and no secret bank account, we are going to teach you and Amy is going to teach you how to create that roadmap. I am so excited for you to tune in to this episode where we're going to talk about how to know if you're ready and to fully transition into full-time entrepreneurship, what that looks like, the steps to take, and the freedom that is sitting on the other side of it. Welcome, Amy, to the Crush the Rush podcast. I am so excited to have you on our show. I know our listeners are just going to learn so much from you and talking about your brand new book, Two Weeks Notice. So I would love to just dig right in and let us know, why did you write this book and how did you know that your corporate career just wasn't cutting it? Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I love starting with this question. Why did I even write it? So 14 years ago, I left my very last corporate job. I worked for peak performance coach, Tony Robbins, and I had a great job. I got to travel the world. I got paid well. I got to do cool things. However, there was this moment while I was working with Tony, and I, I talk about this in early on in the book, where... Tony had brought in a bunch of internet marketers. They were building their businesses. They were all their own boss, but they were in different areas like investing, real estate, dating, relationships, like all these different niches, but they all were their own bosses. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I was brought in, okay, this is humbling. I was brought in to take notes about this meeting. So I wasn't even at the main table. I was sitting at a side table and here I was taking notes and, and Tony went around and said, tell me about your businesses. And all I heard was freedom. They talked about working where they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted. They talked about not being on someone else's time or someone else's dime. They were very independent. They got to be creative. They got downtime. They took vacations with their families. And I'm thinking, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I want a piece of it. So that was the moment that I thought, I want freedom. That's one thing I don't have. Growing up, I had a really strict father. And so from the get-go, I had a boss. It was his way or the highway. Then I went to college, got a job. And from there on out, I've had bosses ever since. And I was really good at having a boss, for the record. I was good at corporate, climbing the ladder. I love to impress my bosses. I like the security and comfort. So all of that was working for me. But when I realized I wasn't free and I wanted to be my own boss, that's the minute I realized this is not going to work for me. So that's kind of how it came about. But it was a good year till I actually took the leap and went out on my own. Oh my gosh, I love this. So I would love to know, because we were talking beforehand, so I think 90% of our listeners are what I call corporate side hustlers, right? So we're starting a business, we're working in the corporate world. Like, how did you know a year later that it was time to go. And I know I've told my story a lot and I think it's different for every person. So I love to understand, like, how did you know to actually take the leap? So once I had that meeting and thought, I don't know what these guys are doing, but I want to go out on my own. Never did I think I'd be my own boss. So this was all very new to me. So I started to say, okay, what do I want? And, and, and I wasn't sure what I wanted, but then I asked myself, well, what do I not want? And I didn't want to miss out on being home with my family. I was newly married, hardly ever saw my husband because I was traveling so much. I didn't want to be away from him that much. And I just got really clear. So the first thing I did is I got clear on what I wanted and what I did not want. And then from there, I started to think, you know, 
I know that there's got to be something better for me out there. I knew I wanted to make more money. I knew I wanted to make a bigger impact. So from there, it's I started to think, okay, how am I going to do this? So to answer your question from where I was in that meeting till a year later, I started to explore what I might do. And what I teach my students is this thing called the sweet spot, because this is what I did for myself. So basically, when you think about the sweet spot, think of four different quadrants. And in the first quadrant, I had to ask myself, well, what am I good at? Like, what could I turn into a business? What could I take from my business experience and make that a business or my personal life? Is there things that I've done in my personal life, accomplishments I've had, results I've created that I could actually teach other people how to get? So I started to look at my expertise. And so that was the first thing I looked at. The second thing I looked at is who do I want to work with? Like if I want to help people in the beginning, I thought I wanted to help people with their social media. So business owners, what are their challenges? What are their needs? What are their wants? I started to think about who I could work with. The third thing I started to think about is where are people spending money? So if I wanted to teach them how to do social media or do their social media for them, will people pay for that? So I had to look around. Are there books on it, podcasts, digital courses? Do people pay for something like this? And if the answer is yes, that is a good thing. I have to stop right there and say, sometimes when people get in quadrant three and they say, you know, are people paying for it? The next thing they say is, yeah, but Amy, so many people are already doing what I want to be doing. And I always say, hallelujah. That means that we're validating your idea. There is always room for you at the table if you continue to make yourself known and put yourself out there. So it's good if other people are already doing what you want to be doing. And then the fourth and final quadrant is, What lights you up? What do you enjoy? What will make you happy? Because let's not create businesses around something that we don't want to teach all the time or we don't want to do. It doesn't need to be your life's work, your passion, but you have to actually enjoy doing it. So I took myself through these four quadrants. I realized, well, I could teach people social media or do social media for small businesses. So that's kind of how I started to venture out. And I created a side hustle. So I started taking clients and doing their social media in the mornings, nights, at my lunch hour, so I could just get my feet wet. So that's how I started to move toward it. But one more quick thing, about six months after that meeting, I realized I'm never leaving if I don't set a date. Like if I don't put that date on the calendar, it is not happening. One thing I learned from Tony Robbins is you have to schedule it to make it real. So what I did is I looked ahead like six months and I said, okay, I'm willing to to wait six more months to figure all this out, how the heck I'm going to even make this work. No more than six months though, because I think I was ready to leave six months ago. So I didn't want to drag this on. So I said, six months from now, I'm leaving. I wrote the date on the calendar is June 19th. I wrote it down on the calendar and on a post-it note, put it on my mirror. And every day when I looked at that date, I asked myself, What's one thing I can do today to get me closer to that date? One thing. Do I make a phone call? Do I go to a networking event? Do I listen to a podcast? Do I finish the book I'm reading about entrepreneurship? Whatever it is, one thing every single day to get me closer. And, you know, what we all want when we leave our job is confidence that we can make it work. Self-confidence that we can believe in ourselves. The way you get self-confident is you actually stay committed to what you promised yourself. So that date, that was happening no matter what I was leaving on that date so that I could be true to my word. And so that's why I work toward it every day. So those are some of the steps I took to get going. I love that. I love the date. We did the date too, and it worked very well. I'm so curious when the date happened, how did you feel? 
terrified. Right. I thought, what did I do? And right. leading up to that date, I would look at my husband like, you know, I don't really need to quit. Like this job is good. It pays me a lot of money. Like, and he'd be like, you could do whatever you want, but you said you were quitting. You said you were leaving. So I was scared every single day. I remember I left the parking lot, was in San Diego. I was driving out of the parking lot for the very last time. And the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun came on the radio. And I thought, this is a sign. It's all going to be amazing. Like, this is it. And then the next day I woke up like, what am I doing? What, what, how, why did I just quit my job? So I tell you that to be very honest and say, I don't think it's easy. I think you're going to be scared all the way through your first year, but you could do it scared. We can get uncomfortable and we're not going to die. And so I think all those emotions are valid. Yeah, I love that. So I would love to know, because I think a lot of us have experienced it. How did you deal with the money anxiety? Because we go into the scenario of like, okay, we put the date out there, we're going to do it. And then all of a sudden you're on your own and you start to panic. Like, oh my gosh, what, like, I actually have to make an income doing this now. Like, what does yes. that look like? And how does like, that feel? Where's, where's the two other, we, every other week paycheck, like that's right. not coming anymore. So the, to ease my money anxiety, the first thing I did before I left my job, I had this big lofty goal that I was going to save like a year's worth of money in order to pay the bills and all of that. That absolutely did not happen. For most people, it won't happen, especially if you're going to leave in the next year. We're in a recession. You're not going to have a big pile of money to ease your way into entrepreneurship. And you don't need that, especially if you're starting a business online. The overhead is very low. So you can start without a bunch of capital. I sure as heck didn't have a lot of money. But one thing that I did have is clarity on how much money I needed to make. So I sat down and, and asked myself, how much money do I need to make to live off of? I'm not gonna live in the lap of luxury. We aren't ordering out. We're not going out to eat a lot. We are going to sacrifice in this first year of entrepreneurship. But am I willing to do that? I'd ask myself and the answer was hell yes. I knew what I wanted. And number two, once I got clear on that money, I could say, okay, here's what I need to make every month. And so then I went to the side hustle and said, could I start making some money with the side hustle right now just to kind of ease into this? So my money anxiety, I was still scared. For that first year, I was scared probably every day that I wasn't going to make, <laughs> make enough money. I, I wish I didn't, that wasn't the truth, but it is. But I also knew, okay, this is how much money I need to make. I started a side hustle that I'm bringing into a full-time thing. So there's these steps that I took to kind of ease it a little bit. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I want to dig into the book a little bit because you tell a story where you talk about joining a mastermind, which I talk about a lot and how powerful they are, oh, cool. but how you did it after a failed launch. And so I would love to just know, so you're in this position where you left your job, you're feeling anxious about what you're doing. You're now in this position where you're around people who are probably further ahead than you and you are like nowhere close. How did yes. you deal with that? Okay, so one of the things I learned from working with Tony Robbins was this idea that you have to surround yourself with people doing bigger things than you. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. And so I knew that early on. So I paid for this very expensive mastermind that I could not afford. So I had to do the payment plan so I could pay monthly. And I got into this mastermind and then I did my first launch. And my first launch was a huge fat failure. So I thought I would make $100,000 because I looked around online. Everyone else was making tons of money. So I thought. Right. And so I, I got into this trap of judging my the back end of my business to everyone's shiny front end of their social media business, meaning they're not going to tell you the whole truth. No one ever does. So I started to compare myself and think, 
okay, I'm going to make $100,000 with my first launch. That's what everyone else is making. So I made $267. Now, the sad thing is my product was $297. But when I backed out the expenses and the very few sales I got, I made $267. I cried for days and then showed up at this mastermind with all these other entrepreneurial women. And I was so embarrassed and I thought they're gonna think I'm a failure. They're gonna tell me I'm not cut out to do this. They're gonna see in me what I already know in myself that I am not an entrepreneur. But instead I got there and I shared that it didn't work. And they're like, oh, same with me. Like my first launch, this is how it went. Or let me tell you about this disaster that I went through. Or of course it didn't work because you didn't put this in place and that in place. So next time you go out, you're gonna have to fix this. And I realized, wait a second, I am not my failures. This does not mean I am not cut out to do this. It did not work, not I did not work. And so being around other women who could share their stories and their missteps was very powerful to me, which is why I wrote Two Weeks Notice to share the good, bad, and ugly of building a business so other women know that they're not alone on this journey. I love this so much. And I think hearing other people's lessons learned really is what helps you realize that you're not doing anything wrong. You just have to figure out the best next step. So I think that's super powerful. I would love to know if somebody is thinking about leaving their nine to five, what advice would you give them to get started, especially when they're thinking like, well, maybe I'm not good enough or now's not the right time, especially I would say, given the economy that we're in right now. Yeah. Okay, so the now's not the right time. If anyone is thinking that, I need to ask you this one question, and that is how long are you willing to wait to recognize what you so deserve? How many days, how many weeks, how many months, how many years are you willing to live a mediocre life in a job you do not enjoy before you actually go after what you want? Because I can promise you, it will never be the right time. Right now we can say recession, economy. No, you cannot quit your job at this time. Well, I can tell you right now that one of my students, and I tell the story in the book where she always thought, now's not the right time. I can't do this. She thought about being her own boss. She even got some things in place, but no, 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 I can't do it. And then she was laid off. And now it wasn't up to her anymore. Now she had to scramble because she didn't have a job anymore. Imagine if she built the runway, which I talk about in the book, to get ready to go out on her own. And then she, God forbid, was let go. She'd have some things in place to get moving forward. But she was so afraid to take the leap that she just was paralyzed. And so... Mm -hmm. You do not want this done to you. You want to create your own destiny. So the advice I would give is number one, start before you're ready. Do it now, whatever do it means to you. Get your runway ready, choose your exit date, start talking to just a few key people about what you want to do so you can get the accountability and they can hold you to it. But start before you're ready because you will never ever be ready to start your own business. It is terrifying. <laughs> the most rewarding thing. I always say the worst day in my entrepreneurship journey. Like I have some stories I tell in this book that I thought I would literally lose everything. The worst day as an entrepreneur is still better than the best day in your nine to five job because you are free. You are calling the shots. It's on your terms. That's a whole different kind of life. Oh my gosh. I love this. And the, the piece on the runway is a super, super valuable part of the book. Could you give us like a little peek of what you talk about? Because I feel like this probably helped me the most just knowing that I had, again, just like this sort of plan or strategy to lean on. Yes. So when I talk about the runway, a few things I talk about is getting a starter idea ready. Like 
How will you start your business? What you start with is not where you will end up. I'm 14 years in. What I did in my first two years of business look very different than what I'm doing today. So get a starter idea, get that going. It's that idea of maybe even a side hustle. Another thing is starting to decide who you tell, who you're going to tell about this dream so you have someone to hold you accountable. I always say not everybody deserves to hear your dream because they cannot be capable of not telling you every reason why it won't work. Sarah Blakely of Spanx tells the story that if she told people about her idea of starting her business when she was first starting out, she would have never started her billion dollar business because she would have believed all the reasons why it wouldn't have worked. So she was very selective who you tell. So in this runway that I talk about in the book, I tell you to tell three people, but only three people, everyone else doesn't get to know yet. So it's it's choosing the date, it's putting together a financial plan, it's getting a starter idea, it's sharing with a few people. This runway that I lay out in the book gets you ready to finally take the leap and go after your what you really want. Oh my gosh, so good. I think there's so much power too of telling one person. Because to me, when I told one person, I'm sure you probably felt the same way, like it felt real. Like instead cool. of this like bubble in your head, you were like, oh. Okay. I told one person, maybe just my husband, but that's fine. And then I like told my best friend and that's like, okay, we're going to keep going. Okay. I want to pivot just a little bit into a strategy question. And that is what are some ways you're seeing that people are making money right now? Because you talk about the runway and sort of like your starter pack to taking this journey. What does that look like? So in the book, I lay out three different business models that I think are perfect when you're just getting started. And the first one is consulting or coaching. So you take your expertise, whatever you're good at, and believe me, everybody has a business in them. So you take what you're good at. And so you offer it to people and say, I'm going to do three coaching sessions for this amount of money just to get started. And this is essentially what I did. I did a mix of coaching, consulting, and a service-based business, but I put myself out there just to get a few introductory clients. So coaching, consulting, either one-on-one or group is a great way to get started. The second one is what I mentioned, a service-based business. Let's say you're good at building websites. You become a website designer and you start taking clients. People will pay for you to do whatever it is you do well for them. So being a service-based business means you're going to get to charge and you do the work for them. It's a great business model to start. You could do it with meal prepping. You could do it with a stylist where you go into people's homes and you style them and clean out their closets and get them ready or whatever that might be. So there's so many different ways you could have a service-based business. And then the third way is a workshop. So essentially you take your expertise and you're going to teach it in an hour long training online live. Now I know that feels scary to some, but once you put yourself out there and people, let's say pay a hundred or $200 to be at your live training online, like at zoom on zoom, then you record it. And now you've got something that you could sell afterwards as well. Now, this strategy is kind of my expertise and I map it out in a full chapter in the book, step by step by step. But these are three different ways that I know people are making money online, especially those that are just starting out. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Okay. So before we wrap up, we like to do some rapid fire questions. So okay. I, couldn't let, I couldn't let you go without asking. Let's my first one is what is the one of the best things that you have done with this sort of new time freedom that you have where you own your own schedule? Oh, I love that. So about a year ago, Hobie, my husband and I bought a lake house about an hour and a half outside of Nashville where I live. And we went there this weekend and we looked at each other and we thought, 
I can't believe this is how we get to spend our weekends away from the business, away from the busy, crazy life. And we're just there and present. It's one of my most favorite things that we have a getaway. I never thought I would have a vacation home. So that's one of the ways we spend our time and our money. I love that. Okay. Just for fun. What's your favorite podcast to listen to? Okay. It's crime junkie (laughs) and I'm obsessed. Why I love to hear about all these scary crimes. I was working out in the garage this morning and it was really dark because it was very, and I'm listening to it and I heard something that was like, I'm like, I need to stop listening to so much true crime, but I was like freaked out, but I love crime junkie. Oh, I love that. Okay. Last but not least, what is your best time management tip? Oh, Okay. So I use a tool called full focus planner and it's, I always say it's more old school. It's literally a physical planner that I'm writing in every day and to have it written right in front of me, the three things every day you write three things you're going to get done no matter what. And then if you get more done, great. And so I use full focus planner every single day and it's incredibly powerful. Oh my goodness. So good. I feel like we could ask you like 15 more rapid questions, but most importantly, tell us where we can find the book and where if we have questions, we can connect with you more. Thank you so much for asking. So if you go to twoweeksnoticebook.com, so twoweeksnoticebook.com, it gives you all the details about the book, where you can find it, and also the bonuses you get when you buy the book. So I've got some really fun bonuses as well. And then I am online everywhere, Amy Porterfield. So if you search for me on Instagram, send me a DM. I'd love for you to say hello. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymarriehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more. I am so grateful for you and the power of community that this podcast has created. It is just so amazing to be able to connect with all of you over the last couple of years because we've actually had this podcast for almost three full years now. And because of that, I wanted to just get to know you better. So I would love it if you would head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and tell me what you think of this episode. 
You can text me, voice message me, send me a video, email me and ask me anything. I'm a real human. And yes, it's me on the other end answering the messages. So I would love to know, like, what did you like about this episode? What would you like to hear more about? Did something resonate with you? Or maybe inside this episode, I gave you a keyword to learn more. If I did, you can just pop this keyword into the chat and this is a way for us to connect and chat more. So just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat and I can't wait to hear from you.